Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody. And we are joined once again by our favorite professor, Dr. Chrissy Greer. Welcome. Thank you. Um, Ladies, quick question for you before we dive into the issue of the day. Let's say your state reopened. You can now go to your masseuse. You can go to your colorist. You can go to a bar. You can do whatever you want. Where are you going? Home. Hard pass. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay inside until my Lord and Savior, Governor Cuomo, decides (laughs) that it's safe for me to go back to my hairstylist. That will be the stop that I'm making. But, you know, until he says so, I'm not going there. Listen, Las Vegas Vegas says they want uh, to make their citizens, uh, I believe, is the lab rats to see how far we can get, how many people die. Without social distancing, you want to be down with that experiment? Awesome. Yes, Sounds sir. like 1984. I mean, listen, last weekend I took out a big old foil pan that you can use to like roast things in. And I filled it up with hot water and olive oil and some like fancy soap and soaked my feet and gave myself a lovely pedicure. That's what I will be doing indefinitely. I'm a social scientist. There are 330 million people in this country. We've tested barely 4 million. That's roughly 1%. Until Wait a minute. we have substantive testing and vaccines, forget about it. We have not tested 4 million people, Professor. We have tested 4 million times. Times, Many, right. Many of those tests have true. been on the same person. Yeah, that's right? true. They, they right. want us to think they've tested 4 million people. Right. They may be tested a million people. Right. We are the by far the lowest of all the major nations. Um, but they want to act like they've done something because they've done 4 million tests. So translation, and, I'm not getting my and, hair done, nails done, feet done, nothing. And they keep saying also that in order for the United States to reopen successfully, that we need to be doing 20 million tests a day. A day. Mm-hmm. And you just said okay. that we have done 4 million in about a month, and that is not of necessarily different fucking people. So, you know, for the to the Georgias of the world and the and the Nevadas and those people that like want to open up, I just I just what I want to do is close down the borders around sanity. 
right? Like around people who are not uh, holding up signs that say, uh, you know, give me liberty or give me COVID. I literally saw that. <laughs> and I was that like, can be arranged, madam. I was like, you probably have it right now. Yeah. Like you, you're, you, you have no latex gloves holding that sign. I don't know where you got that pen and fucking paper from. So I've had it. America amateur hour of amateur. I think the anti-lockdown protests are kind of like an adult temper tantrum. Like this country told me I could do whatever I want to do, and yeah, I want to do it now. Yeah, the party that's everything with Donald Trump. Those are all of his rallies. It's like, what? Are, why are you so mad? And so now they actually have something where it's like, I can't get my roots done, and I should be able to go and you know have people serve me. And it's like, well, you know what? If you actually believed in science, you would realize that these deaths are real. It's not a mainstream media hoax. But I think also they're looking at the numbers. It's like, oh, well, it's black and Latinx people, and they yeah, and so they don't undeservings. So we'll be fine. It's like, okay, look, test this, your luck, Darwin. This is this is white people this, at their worst. This is this is whiteness at its worst. That's all. That's all I'm. That's all I'm going to say. Well, no, they don't if, if care you, that it's black and Latinx people dying, and so that's why they want to reopen everything. If you start with the thesis that media is wrong about everything and mm-hmm. Democrats are wrong about everything, pretty soon you're going to run into a very awkward position. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, they are all talking about COVID, so it must be some bullshit. Like, no, it's real, and it's coming for you next. I, um, I mean, I, one can only hope. The issue you can have your, you can have your, you can have your COVID cake and eat it too. <laughs> the issue I would like to focus on today um, is one that a lot of people are talking about: um, who will the mm-hmm. Democratic nominee, Joe Biden? choose as his vice president. Um, I want to talk about who he should pick and Mm -hmm. who he will pick. And I was thinking about this before uh, Dr. Greer's interesting article in the dailybeast.com arguing that it should be Stacey Abrams, partly because it is 100% Black people who have put Joe Biden in this position from Barack Obama to Jim Clyburn, to black voters throughout the South and the Midwest. Is that the core? Then that's part of the core of your argument, uh, Chrissy, but also... No, the core of my argument Abram is that it's is black people who put... prepared. It's black people who put every president, Democratic president in office and every Democratic elected official in office. But also, I my argument was Stacey Abrams is the only candidate that I saw that could help with the crucial two-stage process of victory, which is campaigning and also governance. So we need someone, obviously we have a candidate who's 77 years old, he'll be 78 if he's sworn in in January. So we need someone who voters feel is competent and smart Mm -hmm. and can step in. God forbid anything happens to Joe Biden. But also before we even get to that inauguration phase, we have to make sure we don't Tim Kaine ourselves, where you choose someone (laughs) who's awesome to be a VP, but brings nothing to the ticket when it comes Mm -hmm. to campaigning. And especially since we're gonna have to campaign in such a unique fashion, we need someone who connects with voters, who can tell stories, who can make Mm -hmm. voters interested and and thoughtful about a myriad of issues. And you can't have someone who's kind of awkward. Yeah, you're smart, you'll do great in January, but if you can't get people motivated and excited, because you know the voter fraud and the voter disenfranchisement is already gearing up. We're already talking about defunding, the U.S. Postal Service, the second we started talking about possibly mandatory voting by mail. We know that we're going to need people to understand the gravity of the situation because clearly people don't. We're still convincing them that this president's one of the most incompetent 
doofuses mm. to ever grace the planet, right? And to, mm. let alone electoral office. But like, you know, the the depths to which this president is able to not just not know stuff, but to convince people <laughs> who actually do know stuff to that they don't know anything about what they know and their historical training and to ju- just go along with his nonsense. We it's it's it incenses me that we have to convince moderate Democrats, independents and weak leaning Republicans that we have to make a change. And I think that we need a candidate. It's not Joe Biden, but we need someone who's young and dynamic like Stacey Abrams, who's going to help help with that message. I'm not sure that the vice president is going to make the vice presidential nominee will make a substantive difference. It does. You voters keep saying that. And I and I clearly voters choose from the top of the ticket. Hey, Teray, guess what? <laughs> when did we last vote in a global pandemic with a candidate who was 77 years old? And guess who did make a difference? Sarah Palin made a difference. Joe Biden made a difference as the number you know, two. Tim Kaine made a difference in the sense that he didn't. <laughs> like, I, I mean, the number I, two I doesn't matter. Those, I completely reject all those arguments. Sarah Palin, liberals, <laughs> liberals, believe that, liberals believe Sarah Palin made a negative difference. She totally uh, made conservatives much more interested and excited to vote for McCain. That race was decided late in the summer, long after Sarah Palin was already baked into the race. And the Republican Party has gone completely in Sarah Palin's direction in the years since then. After Not John the McCain, McCain lost. McCain, McCain couldn't even get nominated in this current Republican Party. Sarah Palin could get nominated. She could be the nominee in 2024. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she, if she wasn't. But to Christina's but, point, I will say this where, because I do, I do, the vice I do. Who is the Scotty Pippen to the uh, to the nominees? Michael Jordan, the nomin, the vice president. I'm, you say Barack like and, Barack and Biden. Biden was that person bullshit. for Barack. Biden was Scotty Pippen. Why do you, you always Scottie say bullshit? How do you say that? There was a young, there was a young black man that was exciting to young people to people of color he was passionate but do you know who he needed a foothold with white people and do you know how who gave him that cred the old white guy the old white There's, statesman gave him that cred that's why he lost, chose joe biden who had already lost multiple it times wasn't about, it wasn't about it wasn't about oh my gosh read a book oh my goodness <laughs> joe biden completely helped barack obama he delivered pennsylvania he delivered the white working class as amorphous you know, little Loch Ness monster that the Democrats are obsessed with. He gave Barack Obama gravitas because Barack Obama was 16 years old when he ran. I mean, all of these things <laughs> that Joe Biden provided, there's no way that Barack Obama would have gone uh, and had a successful election had it not been for, for I think there's any Biden number of there's any, there's, there's any number of white men who could have done the exact same thing. And I mean, there's just, I just don't see any evidence in the political science of people vote... People voted for Joe Biden, but they, they didn't like Barack Obama. They were well, like, I, I don't know about Barack Obama, but I'm going to vote for the Joe first Biden. Term I, get Joe yeah. Biden. And I and I also think that basically, I mean, really, were, but you talk about Pennsylvania, sure, and he made them Pennsylvania, but you may talk about Pennsylvania. You don't think it was the black and brown people in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia who were like, "Oh, we are turning out in droves to vote for this black man." That's one percentage of the population that made the difference. But there's a lot of folks. If you look at the data. At the time, Pennsylvania was a substantive swing state, and there is yeah. no guarantee that Barack Obama was going to win Pennsylvania. And but Joe he Biden overperformed also, among black people. Also, I mean, Trey, I feel like I'm just, this is 
Can we move on? Because this is a nonsensical argument. Because I feel like Joe Biden also was able to convince his older white male Senate colleagues yep. to get on board and do the, the groundwork I, in their own states. So it's like, this is, to me, this is Black history. Like, yeah, he helped. I'm sorry. I, as far I as I'm concerned, that's I, like... I really like, don't understand, though, Torre, like, because I will move on because I don't want, you know, Christina and I to beat you up. But I but, but well, I don't feel I, beat up at all. But what I will say is I, I don't understand. What is it that you why aren't you being convinced? Like, what do you just not believe? See that no evidence. See no evidence. Matter, but we literally pointed to three different cases. Where and, and none of those cases actually evidence. matter. None of those cases actually matter. And you're talking Biden's the only case where you're saying it, it pushed it up. I don't see the evidence of that. You're saying Kane dragged it down. People voted for and against Hillary Clinton and for against Donald Trump. Yeah, but then, I, you know, but I, I also think that if Hillary Clinton are you had, had that, somebody that, that, that was she, interesting, that that would have been a draw. People want to When be do people come out to vote for the vice president? Fucking now. Now. They're going to do it now. JFK and LBJ. Perfect example. Perfect, perfect, perfect example. Massachusetts and Texas, they hate one another, yet and still they know that they have to be a team. Barack Obama and Joe Biden, again, they got to be a team. We have all this type of ideological and geographic diversity, age diversity, race diversity. Like we see this and Joe Biden understands now that he's at the top of the ticket. You know, he's if he chose another old white dude, I mean, it would just be death to his campaign because we want youth. We want this contrast. We need a contrast. Now, do I think he's going to choose a black woman? Uh I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Well, see, that's he the thing. Right? I, would, I don't know. I, he should choose a black woman. I would love to see him choose a black woman. It would. It would make he me said he was more interested. No, he said he was going to choose a woman. No, the first time he said it. The first time he said it, he said he was going to choose a black woman. Then he said a woman. The very first time he said it, he said black woman. And really? we don't really talk I about want, that conversation. I want. I see. I okay. wonder if Joe starts to feel like, and the people around him start to feel like. How many more black people can we get to vote for us? I'm already ble- I'm already killing it with black people throughout the primary. How much more can we max out on that group versus if we pull in a white person and try to push that number higher? That black, but see that black general election vote is not guaranteed with disenfranchisement. First of all, but second of all, we know that Trump is going to do what he did with Hillary Clinton. He's going to, and I think this is my my concern that if there's a Biden Kamala. We know that the negative ads with the Trump people are already going to write themselves. Joe Biden crime bill, Kamala Harris top cop. And that will suppress the black male vote, even by seven or eight percent, which will be enough for Donald Trump, because we know that black women, for the most part, are immune to to his shenanigans. Black men are not. And as if you can suppress the vote in, in key places like Michigan, and Wisconsin, yet again, and even Pennsylvania, you can Donald Trump can win, even with the economy being what it is, even with this abysmal rollout of COVID-19. He knows that. And so if you can, it's it's not even about like black women we know, and we know that black people, all of our ideological diversity, 90% of it in presidential elections is trapped in the Democratic Party. But if you can convince people to stay home because they're not excited, then that's how Republicans win. And so you need someone to excite them beyond Joe Biden. I and love that's what Kamala. Tim Kaine did not provide at all. Um, I love Kamala. She did not light black people on fire in no. the primary at no. all. No, so or young you, people. So, so if the idea is to pick Kamala to motivate black voters, does that 
seem logical? No, it doesn't seem logical to me, but that's my fear that the Democratic Party will do that, thinking, oh, she's Black, she'll get Black voters. And it's like, if you look at public opinion data, there are a lot of, especially younger Black voters, especially younger Black voters, and just kind of Black male voters, they really struggle with her. And I think also, going back to my original thesis of you need someone in campaign and governance. Do I think she's brilliant? Absolutely. Do I think that she would be ready January 23rd, 2021? Absolutely. However, I don't know how she would do in an internet campaign phase because she really did struggle with connecting with certain portions of the Black population. I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that her mom's Indian. I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think it's a personality thing where it would be very difficult for her to connect with a lot of Black voters. But I I worry that the Tom Perez's of the party will just say like, oh, we need a Black person. Let's choose Kamala. And not think through the complexities of what Black voters need and want to hear. Now, granted, is it unfair that Kamala's held to different standards than her white colleagues who were also prosecutors? Absolutely. You know, there's race, there's gender, all these things that are going on. But if we want to win, we have to be very realistic about how we know the Black electorate behaves because we are the keepers of the Democratic Party and democracy. At the the risk of reaching back further in this conversation, which I want to avoid doing, I want to try to push forward a little bit. If candidates thought that the vice president was the thing that would push them over the hump or not, why would they not more often, and this almost never happens, to choose somebody who is one of the major competitors in the race? Like, uh, Like an 08 Obama chooses Hillary Clinton. Um, like somebody like in this case, like uh, Biden choosing somebody like Elizabeth Warren, right, it, who is clo- who is like one of the major competitors down the or even Amy Klobuchar, who is one of the ma- they almost mm-hmm. never do that. Um, they may choose somebody who was big in a previous race, but they almost never choose somebody, certainly not on the Democratic side. They, and it would seem to me like it would make sense if you already have a lot of voters who are excited about Elizabeth Warren. I understand some of your argument against a Bernie Sanders, two very older candidates. Um, but if you're very excited about, like, there's already a very active audience for Elizabeth Warren. Why would you, why would you not choose her? Wouldn't you say that would surely activate the, the thousands of people who wanted to vote for her? Right. But see, I think Biden choosing Elizabeth Warren does make sense to me, right? Because that does capture sort of the more progressive wing of the party. So he could either steal her ideas or he could go with her. You know, obviously some people say, but then black people will be angry. It's like, well, guess what? Where are they going to go? Home? Home is an option. And so that's, that's a danger of choosing an Elizabeth Warren. We've already said that she would possibly choose a black woman. I think the difference between Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton is one, unlike Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama's people did look at the data and say, choosing a woman actually doesn't really add any extra votes because white women don't vote for women. So Hillary Clinton thought that she'd get women voting for her, and she didn't. Mm-hmm. And also, if you look at their policy proposals, there was just a crack of daylight between the two of them. They're actually a lot more similar. Barack Obama's a centrist Democrat. Like, mm-hmm. the only thing radical about but Barack you, Obama but, is his skin tone and how he presents the ideas. But he's actually, he wasn't the lefty progressive wing of the party by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Choosing someone like a Biden made more sense to him because Biden sort of represented this kind of American values that, you know, Barack Obama always spoke about, you know, this kind of Biden was the proxy for this middle America that he's trying to like sort of talk about with Amy Klobuchar and, and Gretchen uh, Whitmore now. Whitmer. Right. And so mm. I think what's so interesting though, is that Barack Obama understood the value of Hillary Clinton, even though, you know, she, was an imperfect candidate on so many different ways. Some of those things are on her. Some of those things are on her husband and she was just penalized for them. But I think his making her secretary of state 
was his overture to say, I will make you a better candidate next time around. I'm also putting you in a position where you're not allowed to fundraise or run for office in any capacity, so I don't have to worry about your folks trying to organize against me. But well, what? Well, why I do just, we not? Wait, see I people- just I don't think that I, I I really don't think though that Elizabeth Warren would be the best pick. I honestly think that Elizabeth I Warren, I think that Elizabeth Warren and her policies and what she was offering black people is a hell of a lot better than any of the other candidates ha- had put together. Uh, all of her plans for HBCUs, for black women's maternal health, all of that yes. was fantastic. I just don't think that I think right now we are playing a game of geography and that like it's geography and voter turnout. And the only person, which is why I liked your article, but it's, it is it literally had been the same thing that I've been saying for months is why Stacey Abrams makes the most sense yeah. in all of those situations. She is young. She is a, a daughter and child of the South and, South! She, and, and she has put together her her oh. entire vote her entire voting apparatus. She's brilliant, and if she were brilliant, we wouldn't even but, ever have a question brilliant. about her qualifications. I, I, I love Stacey Abrams, but if you're going to lay it down to geography, then you would choose Whitmer from Michigan because Michigan is one of the four key states that Joe Biden needs to win. Yeah, but we but need to they, look at we need to look at also, her her numbers in Detroit that, when she ran in the primary. It's like she doesn't inspire black people in Detroit. So how's she going to inspire black people across the country? Yeah, you know, and I mean, I that's feel, another I thing. Like, that, but that's I a, feel like he can get those working. He, Joe Biden is that working guy. Right, he's got right? Saginaw. And he, he's he's got he's got that place already. It is about what he needs to expand beyond. That's why I don't even want to have the conversation about fucking Klobuchar. Aside from the fact that I find her as as right. boring as milk toast, like I I I don't think that he needs that because he is that. He needs what he is right. not. So here's the thing. Joe Biden has the outer ring suburbs and the rural part of the Democratic Party. He needs somebody who can get cities and the first ring of the suburbs. Whitmer doesn't, Whitmore doesn't do it. Or Whitmer, whatever. Gretchen. Amy Klobuchar (laughs) definitely doesn't do it. You know, Elizabeth Warren sort of comes close. But here's the dirty little secret that we're not talking about. And you started Mm. off the the very uh, succinct question to Ray, which I think is brilliant in the sense that who, who do you want him to pick? versus who should he pick versus who will like who will he pick cuz I'm always trying to teach my students just cuz you have a candidate that you want to win look right. at the facts and sort of see sure. who actually will win right or who will be chosen sure. but i think that you know the the hard conversation we're not having because black voters are so captured within the democratic party um, all of our ideological diversity is kind of trapped in this one particular party. There has never been a time in american history that black women have received anything before white women. And right. i think that even these good Democrats might have a problem with Joe Biden choosing a black female running mate who could potentially be the vice president of the United States and possibly be the president of the United States before Hillary Clinton, before Elizabeth Warren, before, um, yep. uh, yeah. what's her, uh, what's her Susan name? Rice. No, I'm blinking on the woman from, uh, Geraldine Ferraro, 1984. Walter Mondale, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. we haven't had that conversation about white women understood Barack Obama winning because that's patriarchy, right? And it's like, oh, okay, boys rallied around boys. And, you know, he had those few comments in the debates. Like, oh, Hillary, you're likable enough. But like, you know, we saw how, we saw how male clubness works um, and worked for Obama in specific ways that, you know, transcended race at times. I don't know how white female voters, the tenuous ones who are in the Democratic Party, 
I don't know how one they of, will behave with one of the things, email on the ticket. One of the things we've done in this conversation is we've talked about how the choice will be received, right, by other people as if they are sort of like just sort of standing there. But one of the key jobs of the vice presidential nominee is to be an attack dog. They are the ones who get their hands dirty saying the nasty, mean things about the other candidates present. And Joe Biden especially seems to be setting up a permission structure where I'm going to say be relatively nice because I'm a nice guy. So I want to allow Republicans to feel like you can vote for me without feeling like a hypocrite. And no one showed a bet toward the end of the debate season. No one showed a better uh, ability to be an attack dog taking down a disgusting, rich old man than Elizabeth Warren. And to see her do to Trump week after week what she did to Michael Bloomberg, I would pay pay-per-view prices to <laughs> see that. That was incredibly fun. I mean, and early on, she was like, I'm going to be super nice. When she started to realize it's not working out for me, she pulled out a knife and gutted Michael Bloomberg on the stage in front of everyone. And to see her do that to Trump would be glorious. And uh, Stacey Abrams, Kamala, Liz Warren, they all have to do this. And I it's totally, a, it's a I totally get it. I it's totally the, get it. And Joe Biden is a on a unicycle with a polar bear on your back. Totally. And he is tying himself to all of that. And, and he should. We should. I mean, especially seeing Joe Biden go from VP to the lip of the presidency. I want to see a woman be pushed up into VP and have a chance to be the nominee the next time around. I totally support that. And, but this, I think, and this, I, all I think, this stuff is going to be wrapped up in it. I, yeah, I think all that stuff's wrapped up in it. But the piece that we're not talking about is, you know, as much as the as Black voters, Black women in particular, are the ones that always push the Democratic Party across the finish line, I'm really curious to see especially, if white women will be the stopgap. Especially, I am, I am, I am deeply angry with the Democratic Party for rejecting many great women candidates in this race because there's this deep fear of we can't nominate another woman. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we Hillary Clinton Hillary. didn't fail. Hillary Clinton didn't fail. But the whole that the, the premise of that is so frustrating because Hillary Clinton didn't fail because she's a woman. Right. Like that was like there were flaws in her campaign on top of uh, Russian interference. Like there was a lot going on. And I really don't like Hillary Clinton is just a polarizing figure. Right. And, and that, and, and that is, that is the reality. So you're, you're picking somebody who already had a ton of baggage, right. And then you're adding all of these other flawed things and then Russian espionage, which was just official. Now we all know it's official and bipartisan. Um, and Comey and all of that shit. Like it was just a mixed bag. But I think the idea that we're still stuck in this space, like, oh, we can't get a, we can't choose a woman. Her being right. a woman is not why we are she not lost. in the midst of a Clinton administration right now. Right. Well, I mean, yes. listen, if you were paying attention in 2008, when a 44 year old black man whose middle name is Hussein comes out and knocks off the most powerful democratic party in the latter 20th century, something should tell you that people aren't a fan. Like, and it doesn't have to do with their ovaries necessarily. It has to do with a whole bunch of, you know, white Democrats, especially the ones in the elite, uh, who were the ones who were the sort of quiet hand behind an Obama um, nomination, you know, they are tired of the Clintons and like their mess. Like, well, and yes. a lot of the mess that they brought. 
um, and how yes. they how they roll. I mean, let, let, let's, never forget that part, let, let's never forget that part of why Barack was able to ascend in that early part of that primary was because of the Iraq war, that he was not, he was able to say to Democratic voters, you don't have to feel like a hypocrite. You're still mad about the Iraq war. I was against the Iraq war. And Hillary was not able to say that. Now, right. Well, I, the thing is, though, and that's a little disingenuous of Barack Obama, because he's like, I didn't vote for the Iraq war. And I was like, guess what? Right. Neither did I. Neither one of us were in the Senate. Right, right, right. <laughs> I didn't vote for it right, either. Right, <laughs> right. If he, right. If Nobody he asked you, Senate, Barry. Would he, which, but which was the brilliance of, I've yeah. only been around on the national stage for a couple of years. My record is not dirty. This is why you yeah. see people trying to say, like, I've only been around for a couple of years. I'm going to go now because the longer you stay in the Senate, yeah, the, votes, mentioned, the dirtier and dirtier yeah. you get. Yep. Now, before we go to the final tally of name a name, who should get it and who will get it, I want to deal with one other name that black and brown voters are tossing around their minds that some people out there are going, what about Michelle Obama? I want to want to be Michelle anywhere Obama. near that house. She's t- I, so tired <laughs> of that house. I, and you know what? And he, he, Joe Biden is the one that keeps saying like this, this shit too, where he's like, oh, you know, I would take Michelle Obama in a heartbeat. Leave and Michelle Obama's that like, I'm a thousand woman times alone. <laughs> leave, like, leave her alone. She's done. She put in her eight years. She did mm-hmm. her time. She ain't coming back. Could, she, could served, they win? she served this nation for free for eight years and had to deal with harassment, had to worry about her husband, her mother and her children and herself possibly being assassinated. She had to be disrespected by these people who aren't even intellectually savvy enough to carry her luggage, let alone she had to sit there and at Come those on. tables of all Come those on. ignorant men. You know, and she, yeah. she came to the line when she was on a book tour talking about this. She is over it. She's like, now I can actually, I don't have to Look, dress like some whack soccer mom she, from, you know, Schenectady. I can actually, no disrespect to the people in Schenectady. But she was like, oh, I can actually floss. I can actually just like, you know, have some she individual was, identity. Was, I can wear my hair natural. And I can she, wear my Balenciaga, she, my Balenciaga boots. She was done with all that long ago she didn't really want him to be this big dog in politics Mm-mm. she was like really do we really have to do this do you really have to do this and right. then of course she became a big part of it but like she didn't want this life at all she lived it in the most beautiful glorious way and we all respect her forever mm-hmm. but she didn't want this and i remember a certain coach of the boston celtics when they were losing uh, and he said, Larry Bird is not walking through that door, right? D- you know, uh, Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. Michelle Obama is not coming. No, she but, uh, coming. Biden, Obama could win, but she's not coming. She doesn't want it, so stop asking for her. Uh, no. Biden, o- Biden, Oprah could also win, but Oprah is not coming. It's not yeah, happening. Like, they don't want to be part please. of it. Please. I mean, because the so, thing is, you know, the thing is, and this is why we need a public servant, because the, the level of disrespect that especially candidates of color have to go through, you have to really see a vision larger than yourself. You know, and I don't really get down with politicians and that's why I really respect Stacey Abrams because it's like, you consistently fight for poor people and marginalized people all Mm -hmm. while consistently having to go through the like the mire of like Southern politics because you just Mm -hmm. appreciate the greater good to provide for others. And I'm like, I completely respect that. I'm not doing that. My students ask me all the time when I'm running for office. I was like, I support brilliant people to run for office because my level of public service isn't on that, that sort of, I feel you know, like it's, that's it's a like really a interesting calling. point. There yeah. was a, this American life where they talked to Jeff Blake about why he had some vote. I think it was around the Kavanaugh situation. And he talked about how um, basically soulless he is, but how shallow <laughs> he is. 
And that allows him to do whatever it is that he needs mm -hmm. to do and to be transactional and to move through politics. And not that Stacey Abrams is, is shallow, but there has to be a way that you're not thinking about yourself. Because yes, you are constantly taking arrows. And if you're not able to do that, then you're not able to stay in the arena for a long time. Well, Tere, right, I think it's kind of two buckets though. I think it's like the politician who's just like, I like the pin, I like the detail, I like the fact that people have to stand up when they come in, I, got, I like the big desk with the big door. You know, and it's like, I like the power, I like the transactions. And then you have other people, and I would put like Stacey, I, I put AOC in that category. Yeah. Um, you know, I put Ayanna Presley in that category. You know, mm -hmm. like I put I put um, Mike Tubbs from Stockton in that category. You know, where there's just like I believe in helping poor people. So they if truly I love the called, people. It's yes. like I want these people to succeed, and I love policy. Like these, the the theme, especially between Tubbs, AOC, and. Stacey's like, they are, and I say this as compliments, they are the nerdiest of the nerds. And they recognize I've got to do all this like uh, politician type stuff so I can just sit down and figure out the problems of poor people and marginalized mm -hmm. groups and people who need me to sort of assemble the best team to try and like find solutions. Because they, they really do believe government works. Like government mm -hmm. can work for people, you know? So like you hear Mike yes. Tubbs talk when about you, like- when you, the have environment. The, when you have he, the right people in government. Yeah, I mean like Mike Tubbs talked about his childhood, like childhood asthma in Stockton. And then he realized, you know, working with policy folks, he's like, oh wait, all we have to do is just plant some trees on the South side, which is where all the black and Latinx folks live. And like, we can decrease childhood asthma rates by X percent. Like he was like, that was like a local grassroots problem solving success that like, catapulted him to go do the next one and the next one. And I feel like Stacey and AOC and, and Sachin are uh, that, that bucket of politician where it's just like, I'll deal with all the N-words and you talking about my hair and my complexion and my weight and we whether have I'm bigger married or not married and my family yeah. and digging through the papers I wrote in high school, all because I just want to serve others. All right, DM, you go first. Who should Joe pick and who will Joe pick? I feel like Joe should pick Stacey Abrams, but I feel like he is going to pick someone like a Klobuchar or Warren. Um, that's what I feel. Or a Kamala. I feel like he should do something bold and <laughs> radical, but I feel like that's not what's going to happen. Can you pick one on the will? Oh, on the will. All right. Uh I don't know, Klobuchar esque. That's what I'm gonna say. Milk toast esque. <laughs> Chrissy, who you got on the should and the will? I think he should pick Stacey Abrams because that'll help him with campaigning and governance. And I think that he'll choose a Whitmer because he thinks that she can deliver like a Detroit, and she can't. But they never choose somebody thinking about. I need this state. So I'll take a you know a governor or a senator from that state. Otherwise, you know, Sherrod Brown would have already been on a ticket, or yeah, I mean, somebody from you know somebody from Pennsylvania. I mean, like they that that is never part of the map, and I don't even fully understand that. Well, all they talk about, all Whitmer and Amy talk about is Middle American values and the real America. It's like I live in America. I got a blue passport. I'm real America. No, I, I understand. No, I understand. But we're really talking about. You know, we, we there's always like a, a very small number of swing states, four to six at the most, that really yeah. matter. Yeah. But they're never still about Michigan, and they think yeah, that but, like, but they never say but, Michigan. Yeah, but they're not going to. But they, I don't. They never say we're shook about Michigan. Let's choose somebody from Michigan. 
Um, that that math never seems to happen. Um, I agree um, about Stacy. I would love to see her elevated. I, it, it would be a beautiful American story, right? To yes. see somebody who is so powerful, and she's such that that no nonsense sort of politician, right? Who's not going to say the talking pointy thing. She's going to say the real thing that's like, yes, that makes sense. That is exactly what we should do. And that's the way that I would say it and that a real person would say it if they had her experience and her brains and her background, um, you know, in, in a way like AOC, like, yes, that makes real sense. You're like a brilliant regular person became a politician and you say things the way a brilliant regular person would. Um, and, and it goes to the story that we've been talking about that it is black people who helped get him to this position. Um, nobody ever went broke betting against white people to remember black people taking care of them. So I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, Maybe I'm biased, but I think it, it, it think it will be uh, Liz Warren in that all the things I've talked about that she helps with what we're, when we say suburbs, right? Chrissy said in your article that is some uh, synonym for white people. Um, you know, when he's lead, when Joe's leading by, I think it's like 30 points among white women. Um, and he's like, that's a score I can push up, right? I can push that even further and dominate this thing. Um, you know, what do you think about the, what do you think about the Warren Senate seat concern that will factor in for Biden? I I don't think that a politician at this level making that sort of decision makes that sort of factoring in of like, oh, there's a Republican governor. So for a couple of months until we get to the special election, the super blue state will have a red. I I don't think that they think about that. Right. Like, yeah, for a couple of months, they, they would have a Republican Senator, but in Massachusetts is super blue. So as soon as the special election comes, it would go back to the Democrat side. I, I don't think that, I think you have to think about winning the game. I don't think you think about winning the game plus making sure you have, like if Liz Warren, you think Liz Warren is the best uh, partner for you, then you choose her. And then you deal with the other things secondarily. You don't say, yeah, but we need her in the like. Y- y- that's too much math. We we gotta we gotta win this thing. I mean, this, I don't know. Yeah, it, 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 it is, but I government ever you gotta get the best players on the court to win the game. Well, I, know, I mean, hold on, hold, hold on. But you were watching Last Dance. I mean, it's like you know we see teams all the time. It's like choosing someone for their immediate needs and t- choosing someone to build build a franchise. And it's like, well, what's Joe Biden going to do? Is he going to try? Well, well the I Democrats mean, need to build an actual franchise, and we need to do well, it now because we haven't. Well, I still, well I, yes, I watched the last dance. I was a little disappointed. I haven't learned anything that I didn't already know, but I am happy to go back to the church of Michael Jordan and worship again because I still love that man. But no, it's not. I still stand on the point that I made earlier. This is not like trading Charles Oakley for Bill Cartwright and Scottie Pippen. That it does, that if Biden chooses Warren or Abrams, the result will be the same. If if he chooses Kamala, the result will be the same. If he gets to run against Pence, God forbid Trump dies of COVID, which could happen, that will change the result. But it's not like this is gonna make the difference of whether or not he wins if he chooses Stacey or Kamala or Liz Warren. The it, One of them will win it for you, one of them will lose it for you. I, I don't see you any know potential people- Black women are the Scotty Pippen. Black women are the Scotty Pippen of the 97, 98 Bulls. We are vastly underpaid. We have <laughs> completely <laughs> overperformed. True. 
We are basically injured, like injured we're seen as the number tired, two. Tired of your shit. Tired <laughs> of your shit. And basically. it's like, and where is the respect? And where so are you gonna thing- go? Where are you gonna go? You gonna go home? You gonna not vote against well, the most racist, horrible? And president I think that's that the calculus that the Democrats and Joe Biden and his team are making. It's like how we know that a large percentage of black women will be upset, disappointed, pissed, whatever, but they will still show up, show out, and bring everybody else. It's these these black men that have a little bit more wiggle room that make me nervous. 15% of which voted for Donald Trump. Message. They are, on, but it's like, but black women are the Scotty Pippins of the 90s. America. Right. Of America. Right. All right. Thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody. And our Scotty and we will be back was Chrissy Greer. <laughs> thank you for- Scotty Maurice Pippin. Thank you, for, thank, you, thank you for hanging out with us. Um, I miss you we'll be all. Back next, we miss you too. We're going to give you a, a delicate hug one day when we see you again. I'm, I may be off. I, may <laughs> I be think off it's going to be more of an air. It may be well, an air hug. Last time yeah. I saw Teray, Danielle, when you were there, I mean, that's also when I had that terrible cold. And Teray was like, get out of here. We were in the basement. <laughs> that's, right, that's, right, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. The beginning of COVID. And I was like, you stay over there. Now over I feel there. like you got, you got, got to go home, but you got to get the hell out the of hell here. The hell out of here. Yeah. Before, before we close it up, we want to note, just as a point of record, Danielle, you didn't do your homework, right? You know what? I'm tired of being put on the spot. <laughs> Dude, I, you, I gave you a week to do your homework. What do you mean? Put on the wait, spot. Wait, so now, wait, are you still referring to the Tiger King or are you referring to Black no, AF? This week, this week was Black AF. I am going to watch Black AF. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't but do your I did this not. Week. I didn't do my homework this week. But I did read a bit about it. I, I read just, a lot about it. I, I read oh a bit about God. it. How about it's you watch blood. it? All right. All right, we got to let Dr. Greer go because she got another podcast. To do. I got to do my podcast. own podcast, people. All right, I love seeing What's you What's your podcast? My podcast is FAQNYC. If you're interested in all types of nerdy policy and deep dives into <laughs> New York City politics. All right, check that out. Uh, we'll be back next week with Democracy-ish if there is a country. country. Oh my God. Pray about pray it. Pray about it. Continue Peace. Bye. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.